Hey patrons, welcome back to another bonus episode of Tooth and Claw. Today we're talking about the macaw. We realize that none of us are really authorities to speak on this subject matter, so Wes actually made a call to friend of the show, Hillary Hankey. She is from Avian Behavior International. She comes in for about 15 minutes to really drop some cold hard truths about parrots and specifically macaws near the end. So uh, look forward to that. She's really cool. Oh, and also a quick little plug. Everyone upon joining Patreon should have received an invite link to our Discord server. And um, it's turned into a really cool community. So if you want to hang out with us and with everyone else that's part of the Tooth and Claw Club, I don't know, we're, we got to come up with a better name than that. But um, yeah, it's just a cool place where you can share your thoughts, submit news stories you want us to talk about. Uh, a lot of people are sharing what they're reading, what they're listening to, pictures of their pets or what they made for dinner. Uh, it's just turned into a fun little place. So um, I'm done. Let's go. Yeah, I, w- I would like to do that very much. Hey, patrons. Welcome back. Hi. Hi, everyone. You signed up as a patron, Jeff? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I didn't know how else to listen to him. <laughs> we uh, we signed up my dad as a patron and, of Ooh. course, signed him up at, like, the tiger level. And he can't figure out how to, like, change it. <laughs> so if uh, we have, like, our longest-lasting patrons for sure going to be our dad because... He has no idea how to unsubscribe himself. <laughs> thanks, Dad. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, even Dad. though you're probably not even listening. Yeah, there's no way. Don't know how. Don't know. How. We should get him in on one of the uh, the Tiger Tier AMAs. That'd be fun. That'd be really fun. <laughs> yeah, get him riled up. You know, I know how to push his buttons. Well, yeah. Here we are. How? We're doing yep. it. <laughs> I'm ready to go. You guys have. How are you going to get him riled up? Me. Yeah. Oh man, I just talk smack about his huckleberry pie. You know, no, probably would. He'll go wild. He's sensitive about his pies. Yeah. He'll just get sad. I don't want to do that. He always yeah. tells us he wants feedback on food that he cooks, and then we actually give it to him. He takes it pretty personally. Oh yeah. But you know, sometimes he needs it. Yeah. So what's new, guys? You got you want to talk about anything before we launch into this fresh new hell I've prepared for you all? Yeah. Uh, Russia invaded Ukraine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's pretty scary and sad. I don't like that. Yeah. You know, I I, I don't think people are here for our political commentary on that, but uh, I had <laughs> well, a question. Well, yes, what's new. That is true. All right. Well, should we talk about animals? Yeah, let's talk about some boids. Some, right. boids? some exotic boids. boids. Uh, so right. um, I, I want to talk about macaws today with y'all, if you don't mind. Ah, I don't mind. Okay. I've heard of those. Interesting choice. They're cool. I knew that coming in, and after my research, I think <laughs> even more so that that is a fact. What do you say to All that? Right. I agree. I think they're I really cool. I don't think cool. it's a fact. That they're I cool? Think most they people cool. think they're cool. That doesn't make it a fact. Fair enough. I think, though- I think it's an okay. opinion. Yeah. Mm. It's about as close to a fact as an opinion can get. Listen to this story before you- I disagree. You- <laughs> cast too many aspersions on my opinion. Okay. Right. So I'll let you know what if it's a fact after this. I just want to set up the stage real quick so you guys kind of know the backdrop of what's going on when this macaw attack took place. So, this happened back in 2010 on Singer Island down in Florida. Basically, just imagine West Palm Beach down Miami, and that's really what we're looking at here. So, what's that like? 
What's that like, Wes? You got an opinion on that? It's warm. Uh, I've been down there a lot, actually. It's humid. Uh, lots of it's very vibrant. There's lots of culture down there. There's people who are into dancing. Um, there's lots of art deco architecture. Is Will it's, Smith's song "Miami" pretty a pretty good picture of what it's like? Yeah, it's exactly what it's like. Bad yeah. Boys. Yeah, yeah the bad movie Bad Boys. Yeah. I think people got a good mental picture. Yeah, very astute observation. There's manatees West. in the water. Probably. Yeah, everywhere. Like <laughs> all that's over. all there is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so they're at this really nice hotel resort restaurant, and it's a young couple with a one-year-old infant, and they're just having a really good time enjoying the food. Uh, uh, what do you think that's like, Jeff? I'm sorry, I'm padding this story out because there's just not a whole lot going on in this one. But you'll, I, I'm wondering how much fun the one-year-old's having. Depends on the restaurant and the food, I guess. You think the one-year-old cares what the food is like? Probably not. The one-year-old's about to have a lot less fun. However much fun it was oh, happening no. before, it's going to be having He's less fun. He's about to get bird-fed food? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll just re-rack it real quick. So a young couple and their one-year-old baby is enjoying a nice dinner together when all of a sudden, tragedy strikes. The family was seated right next to an exotic poolside bird enclosure, just enjoying their food, uh, when all of a sudden, a three-foot-tall blue and yellow macaw, or blue and gold macaw, swooped from its perch, clamped its beak onto the child's index finger, and, quote, in so doing, traumatically amputated a portion of plaintiff Gavin Williams' left index finger, Whoa. according to the complaint. Uh, so this kid, this kid sued. Are small, yeah. Nice. So it's not those that bones impressive. are nice and soft. You can just cut right through them. Yeah, I could have done that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this kid pressed charges. Yeah, I like. I actually really like the detail that they called him plaintiff the Gavin plaintiff. Williams as <laughs> a one-year-old. Um, <laughs> Okay, we're going to end on that cliffhanger. You guys are not going to... You're going to want to stick around to hear the end of the story. But first, we're going to get into some facts, just some general macaw facts. And I broke this down. I'm doing things a little bit different from how we usually do them. I broke the the fact category down into three separate parts. This first one is just kind of like the bare bones facts of your everyday macaw. Every day, there's several. You already macaws, said but one. Which one was that? That they're cool. Yes. Okay. So that's number <laughs> that is fact, fact number one. So where do they live? Their natural home is Central and South America. That's wrong. Mexico's part of North America, and they live there. Too. Are you talking about about blue and gold macaws or all macaws? So this is macaws in general. Okay, because blue and so, gold macaws only live in South America, and I'm pretty sure just Brazil, but I'm not positive about that. You're okay. right, Jeff. You are right that uh, Mexico is. I'm not. You know, I don't even care to <laughs> engage. Some you can count Me- Mexico Central America. That's kind of how I, I was thinking about North it. North America. All right, Mexico is whatever you want it to be, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there are, uh, depending on the source you're checking, you have anywhere from like 15 to 20 listed species of macaws. The largest is the hyacinth macaw. Not only is it the largest macaw, it is the largest parrot. So that's pretty yeah, cool. That's really mm. cool. They're like- They're so huge. I've seen them in the wild. They, they can grow up to 40 inches tall. So that's like a little bit over three feet tall. Uh, their wingspan mm-hmm. is about four feet at the longest. And they weigh a little over three pounds, which is like it's it's hard for to a like bird. It's like hard to contextualize. They're, that most, just they're mostly feathers, so it's like that's a lot of weight for a bird, right? 
a cool thing about them too is they were almost completely extirpated in the wild like they almost went extinct and then they had some really cool breeding programs in brazil and a big thing that helped too was just people in the pantanal putting up like boxes for them so that they had really safe nests and the populations really rebound and they're doing a lot better now because of like some really concerted good conservation efforts from people in brazil cool good job brazil uh the smallest macaw do you know what that one is wes i bet you don't uh my guess would be the military macaw Ooh, the it's Six. the hans macaw Han, okay. Han, hans h-a-h-n okay um hans, hans. yeah uh it's kind of like hans Fritz, Fritz the macaw at uh, what's the, the tiki enchanted tiki Disneyland? Oh, place. let's not. Yeah, we'll not step on the category just yet. Yeah, because I know yeah. you were oh, going. We there. stepped on it. Okay, yeah. so macaws obviously have really bright plumage and feathering. Why is that stuff? I was going to ask you, Jeff. Why do you think that is? I know with birds, a lot of times it's like to attract a mate. The male duck. Or like male ducks are really brightly colored to like impress females and peacocks. Yeah, so I don't know. Does that? Uh, but like female macaws are pretty colorful too. They so are. Yeah, that doesn't track. So from what I could hmm. gather was that it's kind of counterintuitive because they're so brightly colored, but those colors are kind of like naturally occurring down in their environments. So like like camouflage. Yeah, it's basically just camouflage because they're really brightly I colored do flowers. Better about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> It's not the best camouflage. <laughs> I know. I was gonna. I was gonna bring that up, but yeah. I don't know. I don't. I will say, like, when I saw hyacinth much. macaws, they're up in the tops of the trees, and as you're looking up through the trees, and there's like blue sky behind them, they are really hard to see. But then I've also seen green wing macaws, which are like red and green and blue, and they stood out. Like to me, it was very easy to see those. So I don't. I don't know the. I don't know the answer to that, but um. That's interesting if it is a natural camouflage thing because it didn't seem very, they didn't seem very camouflaged to me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like they don't have predators either. There's like, there's plenty of animals out there, like bigger birds, uh, even some like land dwelling mammals that get after them. So like, yeah, it'd probably be useful to have better camouflage than they have, but I don't know. Like, I'm glad they really are pretty the way Would a house cat go for a macaw? Uh, Probably. Yeah. Yeah, uh, an interesting predator that I learned when I was in Brazil, I went to this place called um, Buraco das Aranas, Aranas? I, no, I can't remember. Araras. Buraco das Araras. And it's like a big hole in the ground that just has like tons of macaws nesting all over it. And uh, there, it's like a huge depression and there's macaws all over the rock. And there's toucans around there too. And apparently the toucans are huge nest predators of macaws. And they'll swoop in and like eat the macaw nestlings. And they just like, they just hang out there and just eat tons of macaws. And that was really fascinating to me that two cons, that two cans will eat like baby macaws and macaw eggs and stuff. Yeah. I thought they just liked Fruit Loops. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's so funny, Jeff. So what they do like to eat. So other, other birds like to eat them. Baby Um, fingers. (laughs) Baby fingers. Fruit. They love fruit. Uh, They like, Mm. they really like fruit. They like nuts a lot. Seeds flowers and leaves just like really honestly anything it sounds like that is in their don't natural meat, environment though. no they don't eat meat uh, except yeah. for this one this baby I, yeah. spoilers <laughs> but this one was eating right. meat a little bit we don't even need to get to the end of the story but we will so uh i guess one more 
Actually, we have a ton more facts. Strap in, boys and girls. Uh, <laughs> macaws can talk, and it's like might be obvious to say this, but it bears repeating that like they're not actually talking; they're just mimicking sounds. Right. I have a quick story with that. In Guatemala, uh, I needed to meet someone, and I was like in a hurry, and I rung their doorbell, and I heard "Hola." And I just waited forever and I rung again and I heard Ola and I like rang 15 more times until I was like, shit, they have a parrot that's freaking saying Ola every time I ring this doorbell, no one's home. And then I like had to like leave. That's pretty funny. funny. That's great. Did you hear about the parrot that some wife killed her husband and the parrot, when they went in, the parrot was saying like, don't shoot me. Don't <laughs> shoot me. And they, they were like, okay, so he said that right before she shot. That's Ooh. really funny. Did they call it to the stand, do you think? <laughs> she was probably like mean to that parrot, and it was like, oh, oh I got her for her in jail. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this is a funny thing I saw while I was gathering up some facts. It was like this whole wind up to a singular bullet point to like cap off the thought, but Basically, it was macaws can sense danger by their vision and intelligence to avoid predators. They and there's only one bullet point to explain what they do when a predator is approaching. And it just says fly away. (laughs) (laughs) So that's that's their good uh, strategy. (laughs) That's their response. Whoever is writing the the copy for that article (laughs) is just like over their job. Uh, oh, that's great! Yeah, good strategy though. Like yeah, I know, I, so I, I know like a tiny bit about them that they do like flock together and stuff too. When they have a predator approaching, like a bunch of birds will all flock together in like a tighter unit. Mm, that's cool. Yeah. Okay, let's so let's let's broach this subject here. So pirates, pirates have been kind of like apocryphally made famous for having pet parrots, and while that mm-hmm. is like mostly a myth. It did kind of occur in the way that like pirates in the new world basically were in it for the money. It's like not a shock or surprise to anyone to hear me say that. But parrots were fetching really high prices back in Europe because like parrots from the new world were basically a status symbol at that point. And they just pay really whatever the pirates were asking if they brought some parrots home. So like the pirate... They hung out with they parrots. Might have kept one as a pet every now and then. Yeah, and like, there's no, there's no like definitive statement saying they didn't. Yeah, and you know they spent a lot of time around them, and like they're really like maybe social they birds. So. Find a buyer for it or something. Okay, that wraps up part one of macaw facts. Okay, you guys ready there's for part two? There's two more parts. <laughs> there's two more parts. These ones will go a lot more quick. Oh man, so, facts part two. This is the game. It's kind of a game. I just want to see what you guys think. So, I want to ask you how much each of these facts would help them to be a good pirate. You guys ready? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, fact number one of facts part two. <laughs> this is just. I can't believe I've done all this. Go for this it. We're we're on okay. board. So number one, macaws mate for life. True. Do you think? Do you think that's a a good for a good being trait a for a pirate? It, these are all true. Oh, for being a pirate. Yeah, these <laughs> oh. are all true. Yes. Okay. Uh, I think that's a bad pirate quality. I think, yeah, me a bad too. Pirate. You yeah. gotta be like a little promiscuous if you're a, a pirate. lot promiscuous. Yeah, have a girl at every port. Exactly. Yeah. Or so a boy. That's one strike against macaws being good pirates. Fact number two: 
Macaws are strong biters. Uh, I think that's, that's a, a good, good a good thing. Quality. Yeah. 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 Um, Pirates are probably missing a lot of teeth, but I think just I don't the fact think it that matters no. that much. I think yeah. the fact that they're just kind of tough makes them right. good pirates. Okay, so that's one four and one against. I want to go a little bit more into the bites. So I know we've talked a little bit about like bite pressure and PSI and how it's not really like an exact science, but here's some numbers anyways. So okay. like. The strongest macaw bite comes from the green-winged macaw, and it's estimated to be a PSI of around 2,000, which is insane. Yeah. And just like to give some comparison, uh, a Rottweiler bite is around 330 PSI, and a human... Actually, how much do you think a human bite is? 900. 600. You think... Wait, hold on. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. PSI? Yeah. Sorry. I should have... No, you did say that. I'm going to say 150. Ooh, that's close. Yeah, so 125-ish is the estimated average. So basically, the green-winged macaw is like 20 times stronger bite than a human. Wow. This is wild. Most macaws fall more into like the four to 500 pressure, PSI, pound, whatever it is. Okay, so the beak, of course, is made up of bone and keratin, which is mostly the case for birds, right? Yes. And even though they're good at biting, they are known as the gentle giants. Uh, macaws are known as the gentle giants of the pirate uh, pirate world. <laughs> yeah, it makes the parrot sense. world. Pirates are pretty ruthless. <laughs> yeah, they aren't. A, they're not like super aggressive or predatory. Like they're not predators. They don't yeah. go off and like. I would hunt. say that's a bad pirate quality. Okay, so next fact. Macaws are loud and travel in flocks of anywhere between 10 to 30 birds, uh, according to the San Diego Zoo website. Is That's that piratey. good or bad? Pirate. Is that pirate? Yeah. yeah. Loud and boisterous and yeah. just traveling around. Uh, most macaws like to take baths. Mm, bad. Bad pirate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know. I would want that pirate. I would want my pirates to bathe. I would want them to, but they're not famous for like being hygiene clean and like i i want i'm saying good okay so <laughs> i've lost a count. good it pirate anymore bathes in my opinion <laughs> okay. you know you're like in quarters with each other i didn't realize this smelly. was like our ideal pirate i thought this was what we thought pirates were in general <laughs> well i think we can have a different answer okay a good pirate likes to bathe sounds like a, a children's book that moms yes. buy their kids when <laughs> yeah. they like need help being yeah. better behaved. We should write that. Where were we? Okay, so macaws live long lives. Bathing. <laughs> long macaws lives. live long lives, up Bad. to 60 years sometimes, and in like extreme cases, over 100, which not, was like incredible uh, to me. Not piratey. I it's think not. that's a good pirate if you live oh, like man. bad pirates die quick. Good ones live a long life. I think I'm kind of siding that's with true. Jeff on this. That's one. true. Well, but now we're changing. Okay, <laughs> never mind. Well, I didn't know we were talking matter. about like a good versus bad. Wes, pirate. you're taking it too serious. I just don't know <laughs> what to a say stupid anymore. Category. It is. It's this. Uh, <laughs> we're almost done. I promise. This is so painful. We're <laughs> nearing the end. Take okay, it so, however you want to. I did. I wanted to bring up their long lives because I compared and contrasted other bird species and was uh-huh. like pretty shocked at how much longer parrots seem yeah. to live comparatively. So, like, bald eagles live maybe 20 years, toucans mm. are like 10 to 20 years, 
Peregrine falcons are about 15 years. Pigeons only live like six. Do you have any idea as to why that is? I didn't I really see much science behind it. But. I would guess with like pigeons and, and some of those smaller birds, it's just because they're so susceptible to predators and other threats that that's like their lifespan. But it's not like necessarily like fast. how long it would live in like a perfect environment. Like it, I bet they would right. live twice as long as that if they were in captivity and like, but as far as like pigeons in the wild, a lot of stuff kills them and eats them. But I, I think a lot of stuff kills parrots too. So it doesn't really make sense to me that they are so long lived. A lot of it could be diet too. Like the fact that they're eating really good, like healthy food, they're eating fruits and nuts and all these other kind of like, whereas a lot of birds are eating insects or like, like whatever they can find. Um, it might be a little Another bit thing harder for too them to is long, just like live a long time. A parrot is a, it's an expensive pet. So I bet you people like pay more attention to detail if they have a macaw as a pet yeah. as opposed to like a parakeet that our cousin steps on or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they live that long in the wild too. Like even in the wild, they live for like 50, 60 years. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. So it's pretty wild that they can live to be a hundred years old. Right? Yeah. That just That's really crazy. blew my mind. Okay. So last fact, last pirate fact. Macaws are able to reach flying speeds of up to 56 kilometers per hour and fly up to 15 miles per day before returning to their roosting location. So, Jeff, do you think it would be useful for a pirate to be able to fly with speeds up to 56 kilometers per hour? Uh, Is that a good pirate or bad? (laughs) I'll say it's a good. Okay. Oh, we made it through. So that's it it for part two. Part two. This one's good. You guys are going to like part three. All this right. is, I'm, yeah, I'm naming this one, it came from Cora, Because inevitably, uh, when I'm doing research for episodes, I come across just like the dumbest questions and answers on Cora about the animal I'm looking up. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to run over really quickly a couple of these. So, What's Quora? Quora is like a, it's like a landing page where you can ask a question and then hopefully an expert will like answer it for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm subscribed to the Lord of the Rings Quora and it is daily entertainment. The people that ask the questions and like how dismissive these Lord of the Rings experts are to whoever asked them. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's an amazing little community they've got. Yeah. So these are a couple of questions and answers that I stumbled across. So question number one, can macaws bite your finger off? I don't know. So, so this is the, I'm going to, um, I'm just going to say, this fact is not the correct word to be using here, but it will lead us to talking about more like factually correct information. This is just like a stupid person answering a stupid question. So this person says in response, yes, they can bite clean through a broomstick if they wanted, <laughs> if they wanted to. Fingers are as easy to bite through as a carrot. Humans just cannot overcome the mental barrier, which is why humans can't bite their own fingers off. <laughs> What? So <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard that before. That's not the first time I've ever heard someone I, that say we that. just can't. We just can't do it because of the mental barrier. But it would be so easy to bite our fingers off. I'm. I'm not saying it's true, but I'm saying I've <laughs> heard people true. Say that, say that before. I mean, it you doesn't think, seem true to me. To a me, it's pretty easy to bite through. Yeah, but like, think of a like bone. a chicken bone you, that that thick. I feel like you can bite through it. Not like a carrot. Think of a carrot. Yeah, it's not as easy as a carrot. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's as easy That's as a carrot. That's what the whole thing is. But okay. I'm saying that we oh, could you're just probably, saying you could. I think I could bite off my finger if I needed to. 
If I got like a that tiny one guy little, in the yeah. 120 <laughs> like hours. in one bite, uh, yeah. If that, I just like uh, bit it and ripped, I feel like you could do it. Hard. At least my pinky. I don't know. Okay, I've heard that before, but it that's seems really. Wrong. That's a really funny answer. Like that. I wonder if all that dude's answers just turn into that same point. <laughs> well, I love how like confident he sounded. Yeah, yeah, or like how pissed off he seems about it. That like. People don't accept that we can do that. Oh, uh, well, add me to the pile of people that don't accept. So right. next question and subsequent answer. What do macaws eat? This person responds, mine eats exclusively garlic, <laughs> but I know a lot of people give them seeds too. It's <laughs> not a good pet owner. So, yeah. okay. Um, they also, do, do you they say do eat subsequent seeds. instead of subsequent? Subsequent? Subsequent, I say subsequently and subsequent. Interesting. As you know, they're different. Okay. Oh, did Wes just get pwned? Maybe. I don't know. I don't, I mean, Is that correct, Mike? Subsequent? Uh, you can say either way, subsequently or subsequently, pwned. but okay. uh, whatever. <laughs> okay, so here's <laughs> the next question. only feeds garlic to their macaw. Yeah, bad idea. So we went over what they eat before. Uh, we don't need to retread old ground, I don't right. think. Okay. Next question. Are macaws better than dogs? <laughs> <laughs> and this person answered, they are a little better at flying. <laughs> Which <laughs> just, just a little bit. <laughs> I wish I would have. Oh, man. I didn't write down the usernames until I got to this last one because this is the dumbest one. So <laughs> this last question is from user Papoogie. And he asks, does parrots can fly? <laughs> <laughs> and user Lilby Goat says no. <laughs> Mike, oh. we need to make this a recurring segment. So, before his <laughs> questions are good. So, parrots, parrots can fly. Is <laughs> just set the record straight. On, We're going to be talking to a parrot one. expert later. We should ask her if parrots can fly. I, I have a, I have a question for Cora. Okay. That we should put on. Who wins one-on-one in basketball, a parrot or an Air Bud? That's a good question. <laughs> is, is it? <laughs> I think Air Bud probably. Uh, Air Bud's yeah. cash, but a parrot could... Do you think a parrot could carry a basketball to the hoop? I don't think hoop? so. Well, it need to dribble. Uh, never mind, yeah. then. Yeah, it also needs to Do dribble. you good if point. you're flying? Maybe not. Is that yeah, traveling? That's a good point. This is yeah. a good question, actually. It is. We'll write it down <laughs> and remember. We'll add later. it to okay. Quora. Okay, so let's uh, let's let's get back to the story. What do you say, oh, guys? Finally, that was a, yeah. that was a detour and a half. Okay, so I can't wait to hear what happens. <laughs> so this, I'm just going to tie this up with a couple of quick flow uh, quotes, just to put a bow on it and get through it. Yeah, quick. what did so, the kids say? <laughs> Plaintiff Ryan Williams, uh, Gavin, the one year old, that's his dad. Plaintiff Ryan Williams, after passing Gavin Williams to his mother to care for him, then attempted to locate and recover the portion of the finger that had been traumatically amputated to be able to attempt to save the finger for medical reattachment. I wonder if that works with babies. So basically, he wanted to find the piece of finger. He wanted to save the finger and put it back on there. Right. We followed. Quote, the blue and gold macaw parrot retained the amputated portion of the finger in its beak, returned to its perch and proceeded to chew the amputated portion of plaintiff Gavin Williams' finger until it was entirely consumed. So Gavin doesn't have a finger anymore. Yeah. Dang. Or at least part of it. Half a finger, yeah. Yeah, did he eat all of his finger? 
Uh, it sounded like it was just a portion. It was Gavin, maybe if like you're a, out there, knuckle. let us know, buddy. Sorry about yeah. your finger. <laughs> you didn't know what you're doing. Should add stronger bones. Um, <laughs> Should drink more milk. Okay, so it's all he's drinking at that point. That was it. That's a good story. I I'll be honest, Mike. When you told us we were doing macaws, I my expectations were low for the story and for even just like the explanation of biology. I get, and it. I've been tickled by both the story and your your biology. Good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad I could uh, serve up I a little faith. bit of fun. I was excited to hear what you had. That's why I like Jeff more than you, Wes. Oh, he's a little <laughs> suck <Okay>. up. <laughs> Do you like have a suck up, Wes? Oh, he's always what? I huh? like a suck up. I like a good sucking up too. <laughs> um, do you have you anything to say that? as far as like conservation is concerned, Wes, or like how they're doing? Um, I know most of them seem to be not doing great. I know that there's like a few that are in a lot of trouble, like Spix macaws. We've talked about a little bit. They're extinct in the wild. Hyacinth macaws, even though they've rebounded, they're still, I think, considered critically endangered. I know there's like some that are really widespread and doing pretty well. I'm pretty sure blue and gold macaws are in that list where they're just least concern. I think green wing macaws are least concern. Scarlet macaws, I know their populations are shrinking, but the rest of them, I don't really, I don't know. And I know there's some really like small subspecies of macaw that are really in a lot of trouble. It seems like any animal really that makes its home in the Amazon yeah. is on a downturn. If right? you're living in like tropical forest or subtropical forest in like South America or Latin America, you're probably in some trouble because a lot of that forest is being developed and a lot of it's being turned into pasture. And it's just, it's hard for a bird that depends on that forest for life. Um, what? I might be jumping ahead a little. What type of macaw do you guys think is prettiest? I personally think hyacinth macaws are the prettiest even though they're kind of the most boring i think they're so what beautiful. do they look like they're all blue and they have a little bit of yellow around their eyes and then like a big black bill and they're just there's something about them to mm. me that's just really beautiful i was trying to decide which one i liked the most when i was just scrolling through pictures of all the different species in preparation and Honestly, every single time I switched to a new picture, I was just like, oh, that's probably my favorite They're one. They're so cool. They're they all beautiful. so beautiful. I like the Harlequin. Yeah. I think, cool. I just think they're so pretty, even though it's like the classic one. Mike, is that, is that the end of your story? That's the end. Yep. Okay. Well, I like, I feel a little bit like misprepared for this episode. Like I don't, I don't know a ton about macaws. I've, I know a little bit. I've seen hyacinth macaws. I've seen green wing macaws. I've like learned a little bit in my time in Brazil and as a biologist. But because I don't know a ton about them, I kind of wanted to invite a friend who happens to work with macaws and a lot of other bird species. It's Hilary Hankey from Avian Behavior International. And she also hosts a really cool podcast called uh, Avian Behavior Podcast. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me on here, y'all. Hillary, I was just explaining that I don't know anything about macaws, really, aside from really that they're the biggest parrot species and that they're found in Latin America. So outside of that, I don't know much. So could you tell us a little bit about macaws? Yeah, so they're the biggest spe parrot species and they're found in Latin America. 
Okay. Uh, that's it. <laughs> that's all you know, too. <laughs> that's all I know. Fascinating. Um, <laughs> so there's there's so many different species of, of macaw. Some of them are what we call like equatorial. So that would be like within five, maybe 10 degrees of the equator, which I think is really interesting because that would mean, and maybe I'm playing it fast and loose with the word interesting, but uh, it means that their lives kind of revolve around photo period, which means a lot in North America because like their like sexual urges can have a lot to do with like how long the day is for instance um there's a lot of other things that that go with that um but uh i i find that that pretty interesting um there's a lot of different species though for instance like that have a really wide range like the blue and gold macaws i noticed that mike is kind of a fan of blue and gold macaws they have a really (laughs) wide range throughout south america they're my particular favorites um, versus like your hyacinth macaws are only found in the Pantanal region. Your Lear's macaws are super rare and they're in an even tighter space. And then like your green wing macaws also have a wide range, but then like your scarlet macaws, their range is getting smaller and smaller, like in uh, Central America. Okay. So yeah, they're cool. just a really neat parrot. They're huge. Like, honestly speaking, like when they're on your arm, you just don't even realize like the heft of like a hyacinth macaw just yeah. like feels really big. I rem- what Wes, co- you oh. remember that like random pet store in Missoula that yeah, like they would the let world. you handle all the animals? They yeah, had a macaw had there macaws. Yeah. and it was like the most intimidating thing for me when I was a little kid. Like those beaks are no well, you joke. could hear it in the entire store too. Like you'd be yeah. on the far end of the store and it sounds like it's right next to you. And they had, they had a scarlet macaw. They had a military macaw. They had a blue and gold macaw. They had a bunch of macaws, but the scarlet one was the really vocal one. Yeah. What, which macaws do you keep at your training center? So I have a hyacinth macaw. That's Leo. He's like sort of the self-appointed um, PR representative. They're beautiful. Uh, yeah, he's a really neat bird. And then I have two green wing macaws. And then I have um, a brother and sister pair of blue and gold macaws. I have a military macaw as well. And then I have a blue-throated macaw, which is not really Ooh. well known. They look a lot like blue and gold macaws. They're from Bolivia. They're not from the rainforest. And that bird is actually a really special bird to me. He came from someone who breeds macaws only for conservation. And he had like an infection as a baby had to be hand-raised. And so she wanted him to go to an education facility as opposed to like, you know, be put back in the breeding the breeding group. And, um, and then she passed away not too long ago. Mm. And so he's just like a really special bird. Yeah. He went off to Uh, charter school and then, and then his parents died while he was gone. Exactly. When you like naming (laughs) the types of parrot, I I appreciate it when the name is just the colors they are, because then I can like picture what it is (laughs) like the blue and gold. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I know what those look like. (laughs) But then like the military parrot, it's just like, I have no idea what to picture. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a beautiful, like really green bird with like a red beret, like right here. Yeah. Oh, cool. And the hyacinth, they're pretty much all blue and they have a black beak with like a little bit of yellow, right? Yeah, they have yellow around their eyes and then their chin. And then the cool thing is, is their tongue also has like a stripe of yellow. So it looks like a caterpillar and their skin is yellow also. So like um, my hyacinth is is molting right now. And so like he has a patch of um, feathers missing on his neck and it's just this bright yellow patch and he looks like such a dork. That's super (laughs) cool. 
Uh, so is there anything you can tell us about their behavior? Are there any like stories you have from working with them that are memorable? 100%. So like one of our, our things that we try to, to do is really like capture their natural behaviors as far as like being a free flighted, you know, education-based organization. And so we're always trying to capture their natural behaviors, but what that really looks like a lot is just like their level of, and their capacity for intelligence. So these guys are really, really smart. Um, our birds all free fly. They free fly as a group, but the way that they get along together in the air is completely different than like, you know, we call it macaw drama, like, you know, on the ground. So like, so-and-so doesn't get along with like the red guy and the blue guy hates everyone except for the red guy. You know, it's just like, it's really, (laughs) really dramatic. It's literally like the days of our lives. It's amazing. it's so, so dramatic, but because they're free flying birds, they're going to come into contact with predators in their area, like all the time. And when that happens, they just like flock together and work together. And they'll just like, kind of like course throughout like the whole horizon, getting rid of like a peregrine falcon, just a red tailed hawk. Really? And to see them like really work together is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. They have like a lot of different ways of working in their environment and using their environment in ways that we just never really realize. So like, for instance, I follow a couple of photographers on Instagram who go to like the Pantanal or go to um, Colombia, one of my dream places. And um, this, this one guy was like, Oh, I was so lucky to see macaws, a uh, hyacinth macaws mating in the wild. And I was like, yeah, I saw that too, but um, the farmers whose you know organization I was part of to see them in the wild, they told me that they actually mate uh, when you get too close to their nest as like a defense strategy. Oh, so weird. yeah, yeah, it's like we're like. Strategy. <laughs> I'd stay away if I saw. (laughs) I guess. Sorry. Sorry. I'm out of here. Like, yeah, I'll give you your privacy. Yeah. Deep eye contact and just like (laughs) robust mating. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was like really awkward, but yeah, like it's just, it's really crazy. Just like how intelligent they are. And they're just like really manipulating you when you don't even like understand what's going on. So it's, it's pretty cool to feel like it's really cool you're actually being, you're being manipulated without That's understanding. That's cool that yours are like kind of frenemies, but then when there's a problem, they just like bond together yeah. and are suddenly like a cohesive unit. But then when they're all on their own, they kind of hate each other. Like that's a neat little tidbit. I really like that. Yeah. It's, um, it's not fun to be part of sometimes, especially yeah. like in the <laughs> springtime, the military yeah. macaw, we call our harlot. Because uh-huh. like she know like her her boyfriend is um Balboa the Greenwing macaw and she like you know they they mate aggressively but then she's got eyes for the the um the hyacinth macaw as well and it just creates this like not awesome dynamic for everyone so yeah. um it's it's just really fascinating though because we just sort of are like you know I mean we're trainers we're behaviorists we love kind of like working things. And seeing how it works, you know, just how it kind of shapes out. But at the end of the day, it's just really fun to watch them kind of interact in a really natural way. Totally. Yeah. Do you guys have any questions for Hillary? Uh, why Why is Columbia the place you'd want to go? Like, I'm uh, assuming for birds? Yeah, for birds, the architecture like in Cartagena is absolutely gorgeous um, from what I see. But the bird life is 
just incredible. Like the mountains. Big, big cokehead too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know, but I'm a mule. <laughs> Hillary, have you been bitten by a macaw before? I have. Um, it's something that we just try to avoid in general yeah. as a kind of like a progressive training paradigm. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, take the bite, you know, and, and never let them see that it hurts. It freaking hurts. Like, yeah, they, I don't, their bills are huge. Yeah, they can break a finger. Sharp. Um, they could really, really do some damage. And so one of the things that we really work on when, you know, first of all, when we do get bitten is we don't want like whatever we do to be reinforcing for that bird. So I'm just going to no drama, just kind of put the bird down and just like walk away. Um, I might punch a wall. Um, I might <laughs> yeah. like just get really like, oh man, I can't believe that happened. But one of the worst times that I actually got bitten, I had two macaws just like playing on either, um, either side of my lap. And they were just like sitting there and like goofing around. And all of a sudden body language changed immediately. It was springtime. I could see that one of them was about to go after the other one. And it was like way too close. And so I just like put my hand right in between them as one was going after the other. And he bit me right through my fingernail. And I have not felt pain like that in a really long time. That would probably last a while too. Yeah. Have to like grow your nail all the way out to get rid of it. Yeah. So it was probably like the worst thing. And I've been, I've been bitten by, you know, I've been bitten by Andean condors. I've been bitten by a lot of birds, but that one, I, Andre, my uh, husband, had me like put it under cold water. I didn't want to go to urgent care. It was like right when the pandemic was starting and I didn't want to do anything. And I felt like to go to the hospital. (laughs) Yeah. I felt like the blood just like drain out of my face and my, my, just everything. Like, I was just like, I'm going to, I'm going to pass out. Yeah. We had like, for a long time, we had a little Sunday conure and just it like with its tiny little bill, when it bit, it hurt really bad. Like it wasn't fun and it made you kind of freak out. So I can't imagine with a, with a macaw, like their bills are probably 20 times bigger. I, yeah. It's just gotta be super painful and they can yeah. crack what, like they eat like all sorts of nuts and stuff that they can just crack open with them. Yeah. The last I heard, and you might have to fact check me on this, but um, I, I read somewhere where the uh, hyacinth bill has like 1500 uh, PSI. It's like a it's, grizzly bear. It's super powerful. That's and um, when I was looking that up and this was a while ago, but the, the bone in their, like in their mandible, that's responsible for that is one millimeter or maybe even less um, thick huh. that allows for that amount of pressure. It's, it's incredible. That's crazy. Yeah. That's birds wild. are, birds are little, little miracles. You know, they sure are. (laughs) They sure are. I feel like macaws are really expressive. You know, they make these little movements and they can like move their feathers in different ways. And they're, to me, they're really expressive. But when you get around people that just aren't used to birds in general, and they're used to mammals with their lips and their eyebrows and, you know, the ability to growl and all that stuff, they're just like, oh my gosh, this is an alien. I have no idea what I'm seeing. I can totally see how it's just like, birds scare people a lot. So I can, I can understand that. Um, and just funny, like they, they for sure have a sense of humor. So, yeah. Well, before we let you go, uh, real jokes in English. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I wanted to ask you, you obviously have trained some macaws. You have all sorts of like permitting and training and education to been able to do that. As far as people out there that might be considering a macaw as a pet, do you have any advice or warnings for those people? 
Uh, yeah. So they're always louder and they always need more space than you think. So I know a lot of people who've kind of gotten into a jam because, uh, they, you know, they didn't realize exactly that the bird was not only loud, but also just noisy. So loud is volume to me and noisy is the amount of time that they're going to be loud. So, uh, that can be really disruptive, maybe not to you, but to your family. So it can be really intrusive if your bird, you know, lives in your family room where someone just wants to, you know, watch TV or whatever, and the bird needs attention. Um, so there's that. And then as well, so they, they do need space. It's kind of like a horse where you wouldn't buy a horse or whatever, however, you know, you come across a horse, maybe Mike knows, I, I understand. Mike wouldn't buy a horse. I wouldn't you know that. <laughs> <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> um, but you wouldn't get a horse just because you have like, you know, a stall available. You need a stall, you need a pasture, you need a place to mm. ride it, maybe if that's what you want. So the, a macaw is the same way. You, just because you have like a corner in your living room for a cage doesn't mean that that's all the bird needs. And so the those are the, just the kinds of things that we think about. And then also just really making sure that your family is, is understanding of what is, is involved. Like I, I would be the biggest hypocrite in the world. If I said that macaw, like don't get a macaw as a pet, obviously, like I am obsessed with birds. I've had birds in my life since I was like eight or 11 years old. I can't even remember at this point. So I'm obsessed eight or 11. Changing. It's Eight kind of or eleven, <laughs> not nine. Not nine range there. Yeah. One of those. Yeah. <laughs> they live a really long time too. So they it's live like, a really long. It's time. almost a lifetime commitment. It sounds yeah. like if yeah. you're, yeah, <laughs> or yeah. if you're a dad and you just let him outside one day. Yeah, <laughs> our dad yeah. accidentally yeah. let our parents <laughs> go. I have well, one last question. Yeah, did Harley Quinn from the Batman comics or the Harley Quinn macaw get its name first? <laughs> you don't. I it's a think... Harlequin Makacha. <laughs> Not... I thought you... Harlequin was like, it was, isn't that just like a color? Like, yeah. like the clown costume or something. There's like a that. bunch of Harlequin. There's like our Harlequin, Harlequin romance and Harlequin. Yeah. yeah. There's uh, Harlequin. Okay, Harlequin's so just like a. Know what Harlequin. Is. Yeah. And then yeah. Harlequin is based off of that. We we can yes. help you out Got with that it. once Hillary yeah. is off <laughs> to call Ew. me. <laughs> Yeah. Pop culture is not my, uh, is, is not my forte. Oh um, yeah. We were going to yeah, ask well. what your favorite pop culture pair was, but I guess we'll oh. refrain. Oh, well, I, I mean, I could obviously. Okay. We'll allow it. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear it. Um, my favorite pop culture pair is obviously Iago. Yeah. Um, great pick. So. Yeah, great pick. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, Hillary, thanks so much for calling in and, uh, yeah. for providing some, some expert wisdom to us. Cause I, I was out of my depth here. I don't know much about macaws. So this was yeah. very helpful. I'm thrilled to be able to talk about birds anytime. So, you know, you guys, you know, pass my number around if anyone yeah. wants to talk about birds. <laughs> yeah. And if <laughs> you want to hear, if you want to hear Hillary talk more about birds, uh, it's the avian behavior podcast. It's a great podcast. I've listened to a number of episodes um, and I've always been very entertained and I come away learning a lot more about birds. So um, it's a great podcast. And thanks, we don't again, tell Hillary. any, we don't tell any, um, small penis jokes on it. Though, yeah. Perfect. Ooh. There's no penis jokes. So. <laughs> I'll still give it a on as a guest. I can get a couple. In <laughs> yeah. There. Jeff will be sure to sneak some in. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure right. people will still check it out regardless. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks, Hillary. Hillary. Thank you thanks, so much. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, that was great to hear from someone that actually understands 
the animal. And Hillary truly knows a ton about birds. I've visited her training center a few times and she has a lot of really cool birds and just is an amazing trainer and then just has a wealth of knowledge too. So we'll probably be talking to her again at some point. Yeah, I'd like to. She's really, really nice. Um, all right, should yeah. we do our let's categories? Let's get to categories. Yeah, let's do this. Okay, so I've asked you both, as always, to prepare your favorite parrot. I was going to do favorite macaw, but there just aren't really that many macaws. You don't need me to explain this category. We make it okay. up. We're fast I picked and loose. the macaw. Okay, well then give it to us, me Wes. Too. I picked um, the, the macaw Jose from Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room which is my maybe my favorite ride at Disneyland because um, you just sit in there and you listen to macaws like singing a bunch of different like really stereotypical accents and it's like maybe a little offensive even but uh Jose is the one who's kind of the ringleader and introduces everyone and just a fun little weird kitschy piece of Disneyland so that's my favorite macaw and that- parrot. That place is like, it's the perfect halftime kind oh, of yeah. like middle of the it's day, breaks. Yeah. you get a little tired. You just want to like sit down in a cool place. I love yep. the, yeah. Uh, mine's, mine's the same actually. Fritz though. I picked Fritz. Ooh, the, the German, German one. Yeah. He's he, funny. Yeah. He's the red and white one. If you didn't know, Jeff. Mine is a blue and gold macaw from Pirates of the Caribbean hmm. and it's Cotton's parrot. Cotton had his tongue snipped. And oh, he yeah. has his parrot who talks for him. And then I was trying to look up what the parrot's name is. And all it said was, Cotton's parrot in Pirates of the Caribbean attacks a cop. <laughs> so this parrot cool. it's a good from parrot. the movies attacked a cop. Yeah. And I like to think the cop was like killing innocent people and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The parrot knew. Yeah, that sounds like true pirate behavior. Okay. Listener questions. Just a forewarning on this one, there might be some spoilers coming up, so maybe we'll just, like, say the movie beforehand, and if people haven't seen it, they can just, like, skip ahead a little. Okay. But James asks, you joke a lot about spoilers. Have you guys ever had a movie or TV show really spoiled for you? Mine was The Sixth Sense. So then, this is a spoiler coming up, everyone, if you have not seen The Sixth Sense. Right at the beginning, my friend just goes, oh, he's dead the whole time. Oh, come on. <laughs> so, <laughs> really, really mean. Do you have an answer to that, Jeff? I just am thinking, it wasn't even like a real one, but it just bugged me a lot. So, our oldest brother, Cyrus, I grew up reading all the Harry Potter books, oh, yeah. and he didn't read them. But when the seventh one came out, is like this huge deal. Everyone was super excited. It was the sixth he one. He went and like, no, the seventh. So he went and bought it. And then he just like read the very ending of it. He didn't read the start. So he's like the first one to like know what happens at the end. And then he texted me and like some cousins and was just like, Harry Potter dies. I just read the ending. I didn't read any else. And like, I knew he was kind of making fun of like teasing, but I also knew that he like read the ending, so yeah. it like still kind of bugged me, you know. I thought it was the sixth one, and he said Dumbledore dies. Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay. Uh uh-uh. Yeah, he is kind of a jerk when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like yeah. he doesn't he doesn't understand like fandom and that people care about these things and it matters to them. Uh, anyway, I don't. I'm I'm trying to think of one. I recently spoiled like me and Jesse recently have gotten really into watching Amazing Race. And I 
get really curious about couples on The Amazing Race, like whether they're still together after The Amazing Race. And we were watching an old season and I was really into it and we were probably like halfway through the season. And I usually don't Google anyone until afterward, but I was like, surely I can just Google these two and figure out if they're still together without figuring mm-hmm. out if they won or like what happened to them in the race. And I Googled their names and immediately it said winners of season, whatever. <laughs> and it sucked because then the rest of the season, I just like wasn't into it at all, but I still had to finish it because I hated the team. So it sucked. That Like I spoiled it for myself. That's too bad. You remember yeah. when I spoiled the end of two seasons ago, I spoiled for you who won the great British bake off. Yeah, you did. Yeah, that was bad. It was immediately after you told me not to do that. Yeah, that's. I just didn't understand what you had said. Show. I would. Yeah, yeah, I I felt. I genuinely felt bad for like two weeks. It's okay. I didn't like myself. I still don't like myself, but even more back then. (laughs) Wait, I have another one, real quick. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Jeff. My mom this year, in the same sentence, was like. Hey, have you seen the new James Bond? He dies. Yeah. <laughs> like in one <laughs> sentence to me. <laughs> I was like, come on. No, I haven't. We're going to have to say ahead of this, like, hey, there's spoilers for this, this, and this. Yeah. Yeah. All whatever. Right. So this one's from Meredith, and she says, you talk about bears having an amazing sense of smell. So when Wes talks about stumbling upon a bear and it being surprised, wouldn't the bear have smelt the human long before they come face to face? Someone asked us this recently too, um, like how that could happen. I feel like we got a question on Instagram too. And mm. like they do have an amazing sense of smell, but they are constantly like digging or looking for food or whatever. And they're very involved in what they're doing. So you, if a bear was like had its nose in a hole or something, it was digging, looking for something, you could surprise it. If it was sleeping on a trail, you could surprise it. If you're um, downwind from a bear, then it's not going to be able to smell you until you're very close because it's just smelling the stuff that's coming in on the wind. So there's definitely circumstances where your scent isn't going to carry to that bear or it's like so focused on something else that it's not sniffing around looking for you. So even though they have an amazing sense of smell doesn't mean they're constantly smelling everything around them at all points and all times. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Uh, Last one is from Alexandre, and they want to know if we could just choose one character from the GameCube Smash Bros. Melee, who are we picking? You guys know mine. Uh, Kirby. Kirby. I'm picking Kirby, yeah. I'll go Pikachu. Game and watch, just because his little hammer is fun. But I mean, if That's I want to win, I guess it's got to be it's got to be Fox. Interesting. If just I wanna... so you can sit on the other side and just shoot someone continuously. <laughs> yeah, that's part of it. All right, those All are right. good questions. That's Thanks, it for everyone. Patreon questions. Should we do our ouchies? Ouchies. I think we ought to. Poor Gavin's little finger. Seems yeah. like it was pretty quick. I'm gonna I'm gonna say f- four ouchies. Well, I mean, it's. It doesn't matter if it's quick if you don't die and your finger. No, but like, I'm just uh. saying, like, if my finger was instantly severed, like, yeah, it's going to hurt, but it's not going to hurt as bad as if it was, like, chewed off or, like, slowly pulled mm. off or something. I see. So yeah. I'm going to give it a you four. You said how much? A four. Four? Yeah, I think that's good. I'll go with you. Hmm. I think I'm going to go five. Interesting. Because he's so young, 
I don't know. Losing a finger seems like it could be a lot more traumatic. Like he doesn't even know what it means. At, the, at one, he's just like, "Oh, this must just be part of life. This just happens." Yeah. Can you imagine feeling that way? Like as your brain's developing, like he's probably Good got point. a weird bird phobia now. Yeah, he might. Like Brent. That's true. <laughs> uh-huh. Four sounds okay. right. I'll go four with you guys. All right. And should we do our claw rating for macaws? Mm-hmm. I'll give them seven claws. This is like. Do we combine this with how much we like them? Yeah. Um, seven claws for macaws. <laughs> Didn't mean to rhyme that, but it kind of did. <laughs> That's my I'll go. That. Yeah. It wasn't your choice. I'll go with an eight. I think they're probably in like my top six favorite type of birds. Okay. Cool. What is it like overall though? Oh, yeah. My overall ranking. Let's go like 132. Okay. That's pretty good. I'm going to go with an uh, eight as well. I just think that... I said seven. Well, oh, Jeff, Jeff said, said eight. I said eight. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> Classic narcissist Wes. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking everyone's referring back to him. Ugh. I think they're all beautiful. Yeah. And I could maybe I could maybe bump up to eight. I don't know if they're even I my had... favorite parrot, though. Did you guys... Have you guys seen the parrots in L.A.? Yeah, LA like has the parakeets. Like so many parrots. Yeah. No, like parrots. They're they're Are parakeets. They the same? Yeah. Well, they have parrots. Right, but they're not. They're they're parakeets, but they're not like budgie parakeets, like the kind that you would buy at like the pet store. But it's a type of parakeet. It's like a peach-faced parakeet or something. I can't remember what they're species called it is. They're called red-crowned parrots. They have a parrot species too. Yeah. Oh, because I know they have a whole flock of parakeets too. Hmm. That's cool. Or maybe, I don't know. That's what it said in what I was reading. Should we just go and find out? I'll but yeah, really it's quick. crazy that um, they just like kind of got loose and now they're just like thriving in LA. Oh, so they have red-crowned Amazons, which are an actual parrot. And then they yeah, also have like- I've seen like, them at our aunt's house and it's cool. Like really cool. Yeah, they have a bunch but, in yeah, the eastern US too and like they've Florida been, and stuff. They're like pretty invasive, I think, but- mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, just a little shout out to that. But they yeah, look shout cool. out to the parrots in LA. <laughs> I learned something new. I thought they only had parakeets. Yeah, um, you were correcting me. Hard. I was. I was. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, yeah. Sorry. I don't I blame sure you. I'm an I was, asshole this I episode. was really <laughs> doubting myself when you were kept yeah. saying parakeets. Well, I, I know that's like the big flocks that they have in the East and like throughout the US are usually parakeets. But that's interesting mm. to me to learn that they have Amazons too. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, thanks, Mike. Cool. Well, yeah, that good episode. Well, thanks, everyone, All for right. listening. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Whether you're in a relationship, single, or recently heartbroken, you could be navigating some tough stuff. And it really can be challenging to do this on your own. We all need help when it comes to our relationships, very specifically, our love lives. I'm Jillian, and each week on my podcast, Jillian on Love, I share skills on how to strengthen our relationships, how to build a stronger sense of self, and how to heal heartbreak and choose better partners. Learn how to start making change today and search for Jillian on Love wherever you're listening now.